Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene and Lori. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode. I think today's episode is going to be an encouragement to you. I say that every time we have an episode. But I want you to listen to me before you tune out thinking that this is not going to apply to you because this episode is really going to apply to men and women of all ages. We're going to talk about um, children that are raised in a home without a parent. Right now, you might be going through separation and divorce, and your husband or your wife are not living in your home, and you're thinking that I have to be mom and dad to these kids that I have, and I can't do it, and who's going to be the father figure to my child? Who's going to be the mother figure to my child? Or they need godly influences in their life. And we're going to talk about that today. I've invited my son-in-law, Odane, to join us. He was raised in a single-parent household, and he has some great insight into how God brought men into his life um, that helped fill a mentorship role at various stages of his life. And if you are listening and don't have children or your children are grown, I want you to just listen to this whole episode. I want to challenge you because God might be wanting to use you to be that mentor for somebody else. And you might think, I I don't know any children that need a mentor, or I don't know any teenagers that need a mentor. Well, you might know a 35-year-old man that needs a mentor or a 35-year-old woman that needs a mentor. And so we're going to just talk today about how, as believers, we can invest our time and our energy into other people and help them when they need a role filled in their life. And so I hope you'll listen to this interview. Um, I think it's a great episode for you. And um, we cannot wait to hear how God just uses this to bring to mind um, what He wants you to do with this episode. He might be telling you at the end of this that there's someone you need to go ask to mentor you. Or at the end of it, you might feel like you need to step in and be that mentor for another person. And so we can't wait to hear how um, the Lord speaks to you through this. So enjoy this interview with Odane. Odane, thanks for joining us today and agreeing to sit down and talk to us about mentors and about growing up in a single parent house. And um, we're excited that you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here, Odane, and I think this is going to be such a great conversation to talk about. We're really excited about talking about children and growing up in a single home. Well, you um, grew up with a mom who loved you a lot, and you lived in Jamaica for a while Mm -hmm. and then moved to New York and then ended up in Florida, which was a blessing, so you could meet and marry my daughter, but... um, (laughs) I'm glad God brought you to Florida. Me too. <laughs> but um, tell us a little bit about your upbringing as far as um, being raised in a home where you didn't have constant contact with your dad. Yeah, I was raised with just my mom. My sister helped out a lot, but she was at the same time also a teenager and very young. But um, growing up with with a single mother, especially in a a really rough environment in the streets of New York, it was, it was tough. It wasn't until... Until I was about 16 when I got, you know, saved and got a lot of mentors around my life when I realized my worth. But I'll get more into that later. But yeah, it was it was definitely a struggle for my mom. But at the same time, 
she worked as hard as she can. And she, one thing my mom did that I really respect was not bringing, you know, too much like guys around me. And like, if she had boyfriends, like she never really brung them around me like that. And correct. She really tried her best to protect me and protect my innocence, you know? So that was really good. Even though I learned a lot of bad things out on my own, I had a mom that was very, very, very um, intentional on keeping me from certain things. And I think that helped a lot. You know, even though she was a single parent, she tried as best she can not to let me get spoiled by certain things. So that was very important. And you did not get saved until you were 16, right? Yeah, I didn't get saved until I was 16. I think that was a perfect time in my life, actually, to get saved because that's when I really started becoming a man. That's when I started going through certain things. And I think God put the right people in my life at the right time, just at that time when I was starting to develop and learn who I am as a, you know, as a man or as a, as a human being. And that's about the time your mom also got saved, right? Yeah, my mom got saved, I believe... Like the earlier on that year of 2005. And I think that's when I started seeing a change in her. I'm like, wow. You know, my mom went from going out, going to work and working hard, going out with her friends and to, you know, playing worship music in the house. And I was like, wow, what is, what is this change? What is this music? What is this, this, yeah. this Christian music going on instead of, you know, our typical Jamaican music or R&B just music we played on a day-to-day basis. I see the change in her, and that definitely helped my development. I know that growing up, you might not have been aware that you didn't have a father in your life. Were you, like, as a young child or as a teenager, did you notice the absence of a dad in the home? I know that you knew he wasn't there, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, did it just seem like it was the norm for where you were at in society, in that location, Mm -hmm. or did it seem like you were, you know, the abnormal child that didn't have two parents? Well, let me back up a little bit. So when we first moved from Jamaica, my dad was present in our life, then we moved to another country, Uh and that's kind of where the the difficult times began because Mm -hmm. I remember coming here when I was eight, I did talk to my dad on a regular basis, but he was the fact of the matter, he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And that brought, you know, discrepancies between them because my dad lived in another country, my mom lived here, and that's when the issues between them started. But to answer your question fully, going to, you know, parent teacher conferences and seeing other kids with their parents, both parents, or just a dad or a father figure in general, mm-hmm. it definitely, it definitely hit home. Yeah. Because I remember going to my third grade when I first moved there in third grade. To my ter- my parents' teacher conference, and I remember all my, not all of my friends, but a majority of them had their dads, mm-hmm. and the ones that didn't have their dads there, they were just you could see the brokenness inside of them. Some of them, I was lucky enough to have my mom. Yeah. Some of them had no parents. Some of them lived with grandparents mm-hmm. or aunts or uncles, and you could definitely see the missing parents and, and family function, especially at school. Mm-hmm. Growing up, you spend most of your time in school. We're kids. We're not adults. We don't have jobs. Right. So we spend the majority of our days in school. Mm-hmm. So seeing all that and seeing kids not having both parents around, it's it's tough. It's 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 very tough. Yeah. For me, it was very tough. Well, and yeah. that, that goes along with statistics because oh. the statistics say that a child that um, grows up in a one-parent household mm-hmm. is more likely to end up in getting involved in crime or um, end up in trouble at school and, you know, on and on the list goes. So if you're listening to this and you think, well, I'm a one-parent household because my spouse left, my husband or wife, it doesn't matter which spouse left, and you may think 
does that mean there's no hope for my child? And I would say the point of what we're trying to say today is that there is hope because of Jesus, always. There's always hope. And as a person who's in a single-parent household right now, not of your choosing, there's things you can do, which is what we want to talk to Odane about today, that can help you set your child up for success and mm-hmm. to bring people into their life that can um, be a mentor to them and a guidance and to help fill that role. Um, if a dad's missing, you know, you were raised by two women, which are wonderful, amazing women. Mm-hmm. And, but you didn't have like that masculine figure in the house every day with you. And that's something that is absent in a lot of people's lives mm-hmm. and needed. And so um, tell me about, we were just talking earlier about when you got saved. And so tell us about when you got saved and um, how you kind of were introduced at that time to a person who is still in your life today mm-hmm. and became a mentor to you. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was 16 is when I really got my first mentor in my life, my friend Jesus. Um, I remember I wasn't saved. Me and my mom moved to Florida. I went to a youth camp, which was crucial in my life. Um, my now, aunt, how did you end up at your youth camp? Did you just decide, hey, I'm 16, let's go to youth camp? <laughs> I did not decide. I lived with my aunt. Me and my mom, when we first moved to Florida, lived with my aunt Charmaine, and she was a believer in Christ, let me tell you. <laughs> she told me there's no one, no one can live in her house unless they serve the Lord. And she was very stern, and I was like, well, I don't know anything about this. And she said, you have to go to church. And I said, I kind of don't want to go to church. I don't know much about church. I don't know much about Jesus. I wasn't raised like that. She said, okay, fair enough. There's a youth camp coming in two weeks. I want you to, to go to that. I'll pay for it. Don't worry. All the funds covered. Just go it and check it out, and we'll reevaluate from there. And that, to me, to this day, was probably one of the best decisions I ever made because mm-hmm. I met a lot of friends there. I met other youth, females, males alike, that went through the same struggles I did. One parent. No masculine figure in their life, and that was, it was it was good to see that I wasn't alone. But yeah, definitely was 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 very crucial. My friend Jesus, I met my friend Jesus at camp, and this is someone that took me under his wing. You know, after youth group, he used to we used to go out to Applebee's after youth group, and he used to invite me out, say, "Hey, come on, I, I live right on the street. I'll bring you to Applebee's with us, and I'll take you home after. Don't worry about it. I'll cover your bill, whatever you want. Just, just." really invested in my life and seeing that I was not where I was supposed to be in. I wasn't as fortunate as him to have both parents in his mm-hmm. life. So, you know, having mentors like that or just going around positive people like that, where you can just learn from their, you know, learn from what they've been through or, mm-hmm. you know, use them as an example of Christ on this earth for you is very important. I still to this day keep in um, contact with Jesus. I was just with him and his wife and my mm-hmm. wife at Universal this weekend. And it was great. It was awesome. That long longevity of relationship we built together is still intact to this Year, day. This years later. <laughs> 17 years later, yeah. he's still in my life. And he got married before I did. And I went to him for married advice. Like, hey, we both got married a little bit mm-hmm. late in our mid-30s. And I still go to him to, to this day as sort of a mentor, you know? Yeah. And this is someone I met, what, 17 years ago at a mm-hmm. youth camp. Yeah. It's just amazing what God can do in your life and the people he can put in your life. Well, so many important things you said. Like, yeah. I love that your aunt was intentional about yeah. sending you to a camp and having you go to church and be involved. And um, I know for us growing up, that was, you know, a non-negotiable, like, we're going to go to church. <laughs> Positively. And that's what I would love to encourage you uh, as you listen, 
is are you allowing your children to say, I don't want to go and leave them home, and you go with one or two less children, or because of their ages, they don't feel like they want church right at this moment. Can I really uh, suggest, as you heard, right, with what Odane is saying, that you need to maybe have a non-negotiable um, re- responsibility to say, well, on Sundays, we go to church. Or find them an event. It might be mm-hmm. youth group, like Odane and I both serve in the youth group at our church. Um, youth group on Wednesday night, or some people do it on Tuesday nights. Right. Um, summer camp, like youth you events, went to. Youth dodgeball, events. They, our youth group always have something going on throughout mm-hmm. the months. Yeah. We have a day when we have frisbee, kickball. Mm-hmm. Just send them to these events. Because these events, yeah. a lot of kids really meet that that figure at these events. Like right. I'm there. You got guys that love the Lord that you know that have been through real life situations that can take some of these young boys under their wings, exchange numbers with them, mm-hmm. you know, invite them out. Me and um, a friend of mine, we were helping out in a youth group, and is this one teen that really had a lot of questions, and we couldn't really focus on him right away. Mm-hmm. So we invited him out to Chipotle, and he was actually going through a lot. Like his parents was actually going through a divorce, mm-hmm. and we invited him out to Chipotle, and we we sat down and talked to him, and he. He was opening up about how he's trying to get a job and how his parents don't have time to help him with this. And, and certain things, he just got so deep in discussion just from taking him out to a meal. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was really incredible to see what God did just by us taking that 45 minutes of taking him out to get a, get a meal and listening to what he had to say. It was, it was huge. And he probably realized that you actually cared, you know, because I think a lot of times, especially with teenagers— um, but even young adults, that they can go through seasons of feeling like, well, nobody cares about me, nobody sees me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, you know, I think going back to the young adult topic, mm-hmm. adults that have their parents divorce mm-hmm. still go through hard times, still go through hardship, still go through struggles because it feels like um, the things that they knew growing up mm-hmm. were a lie. And as an adult, when your parents divorce, you're more aware of what has happened in the relationship because you may be in a marriage of your own. And so we're talking right now about like when O'Dane was a child and going through this and a teenager, but even adults that have their parents divorce need godly mentors in their life. Absolutely. And I think that when you are separate and divorce, you have everything different at uh, any holiday or any event, yeah. vacations, or whatever, we're splitting up uh, two families. So you don't, you have to go with your mom and da- uh, your mom and a step parent, possibly, or that you go to your dad's and they have uh, another person and they may be married or not married. So you have variety of lifestyles in the time that mm-hmm. you're a young child and you have separation, divorce in your family to when they grow up and they're adults facing it. If a person doesn't have a mom in the home and they're raising their children and saying, well, I don't have a female that can invest in them, um, or like your situation was that your dad was not in the home and so your mom could have been saying, well, who's a male that can pour into Odin and invest in him? And Jesus was the first person who came into your life that filled that role. But you might be thinking, well, how do I find, you know, that type of person for my child? And I would just encourage you um, 
to pray about it. First of all, the most important thing to do is pray about it and ask God to send somebody your way. But don't be afraid to ask a person that you know, like at church, that's a godly person. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say women, if you're looking for a man that could pour into your kids' lives, that it would be a person that's older and married and it is okay with his spouse that you ask them to be in that role um, because you don't want to have the enemy tempt you with this man who's going to come in to invest in your kids, but then there could be some problems with you starting to have attractions for that man or or whatever. So I would just say find a godly man who's older that can do it. Um, and if you don't know anybody in your church, you might go to a large church and not know people personally like that. Reach out to your church staff, to your pastors, and and ask them. Um, our church has a mentorship program, mm-hmm. and there. Um, tell us a little bit about like how our church does it. Yeah, our church have a mentor uh, mentor program. For instance, I used to go to a group called YP, which is Young Professionals, and I liked my group leader so much. And what he stands for, I asked him to be my mentor. Yeah. And he said yes, without a shot of a doubt. And we meet once a month. We meet in his office and we just talk about life in general. It doesn't necessarily have to be a hard topic. Yeah. We just talk and have a conversation. I see where he's at and I um, he sees where I'm at. And he just keeps giving me just that daily bread, that fresh advice mm-hmm. of what I need what I need to be doing or what I could be doing to, to maybe better a situation, whether it is with work, yeah. with my wife, with just moving on with life or anything. But it's really great. Like, um, And also, a buddy of mine named Dave, he also has the same mentor. And we both you know, linked up with each other when we found out we had the same mentors. And now we're both keeping each other, like, you know, not necessarily accountable, but we talk to each other about life situations. We're mm-hmm. in the same point in life. We both just got married and like little things like that, it's, yeah. it's, mentorship is is it's it's so important. A lot of people don't understand how important it is to have someone out there that's more experienced than you are, just giving you life lessons and teaching you about life as you grow older. Because you can always learn something from someone. Because my mentor also have a mentor, someone that's been in the church for over forty years. That's that's a church elder. You know, it's always someone that could pour into you more. And once people realize that, it's it's. It's a great situation. Really. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And that is important for us at any age and any stage of life. I mean, I imagine that the rest of your life, you will probably have mentors in your life. Absolutely. Because you've seen the importance of it, and you're a mentor now for other people, right? Like, you invest in other people that way. Yeah, I'm, I was a mentor for a, a young athlete that went to FAU. Um, we went to Moe's to have dinner one time, and he asked me. I was so shocked. I didn't know I was living my life in, in such a way that he would look at me and say, hey, would you be my mentor? I mean, I know you're a busy man. You're about to be married, et cetera, et cetera. Would you be willing to meet with me for dinner, even if it's once a month, every couple months, whatever mm-hmm. it takes, whatever your time is free to have dinner so I can just talk to you? And literally, it's not necessarily me giving them great advice. It's just someone to talk to and maybe answer a few questions and relate it to a biblical content. Right. It's something that simple, just being willing to listen to him. Hey, let's go do this. Even if we play tennis. One time he came out to tennis and he was going through a hard time with being an athlete and doing schoolwork. He was just so stressed. So I invited him out to tennis for one of our sessions. And we didn't really talk that much, but just him being around other being together being together being yeah. around other christian guys mm-hmm. guys my age are a little bit mm-hmm. older than him that that 
just love the Lord and just be a good example of how to have fun, how to serve the Lord in a right way. And it was just amazing to I see think, that I think that's life. so important what you just said because yeah. a person listening to this might be in that position where you are thinking, oh, I am capable of being a mentor to somebody. But then you might have the flip side of it where you're thinking, oh, I could never mentor somebody. I'm not smart enough biblically, or I am um, i don't have time, or things like that. And I think you just took care of those obstacles because you don't have to know the Bible backwards and forwards. If, if somebody that you're mentoring asks a question that you don't know, it's okay to say, I don't know, but let me go find out. Let me, I'm going to get back with you, but let me dig deeper into that. Mm-hmm. And you know, each time that you're together, it's not just like a Bible study. It's just spending time together. It. It's okay if you don't know a question. Like, is, he asked yes. me a question. You know what's funny? It's a good thing you touched on that. He once asked me a question. I literally had no idea how to answer it. Yeah. And I told him the truth. Hey, I don't I don't have the answer for you right now, but I'll get back to you. You know what I did? I went to my mentor yes. <laughs> and asked him the question. And my mentor was like, oh, that's pretty. that's, that's a pretty general question. That's yeah. a pretty general concern for a young man. Got the answer. Yes. Well, to the best of his ability, and I shared with you know the young the young man I was mentoring. Yes. He was like, you know what, that really that really helped. You know, because it's okay if you don't know everything. You absolutely being a mentor is not you knowing everything. Right. It's just you being will, willing to take your arm and put around someone. And say, yes. hey, listen, it's gonna be okay. This is what you can do. Let's learn together. Mm-hmm. Because anytime you go into a situation and you think you, you're better than someone, is never a good thing. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot from being a mentor. Yeah. From this young man as well. Seeing those struggles, he grew up a little bit different than I am. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot from him as well. We both fed off each other. Like you said, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. I was giving him uh, advice and I was taking his advice. And maybe if someone else went through the same struggles he did and I'll end up talking to someone, I can give that experience or use him as an example. And what I told him or what he did to change that situation, just little things like that. You right. Know? And regardless of how old um, your kids are, if you're listening to this and you have children, you know, as a elementary child, you can probably think of a person who could be that investment and that mentor to your elementary child or middle school, high school, you know, whatever age they are, college, you know, um, we were talking recently with somebody about how even when you're adults, you still need your parents. You still need their advice. I know you reach out to your mom for advice. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, now that I'm married, the first person I go to is my wife. Yeah. But before I was married, I, I asked my mom a lot of a lot of questions like how, what what did my dad or her husband now do that makes you upset? What what are things I can do? Little things like that. Right. I still ask my mom for advice. Like we it, need our parents. Absolutely. We, we need those people in our life that are older, that have wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like, oh, I'm in my 50s. I'm in my 60s. I've aged out of needing a mentor. No, you need to look to your church, look to um, godly friends in your life and find somebody older than you who can invest in you mm-hmm. and help you as we all go through these different stages of life. Mm-hmm. You know, when I I think it's a bigger deal, in my opinion, when um, you're younger, because if you don't have both parents in the house, I think that a mentor can really fill that role. But I don't think you reach 21 and age out of it and the need for it. I'm 34 years old and I still need a mentor. I'm meeting minds with a few, in a few weeks and I can't wait to talk to him and just discuss life, see this show him and talk to him about the stage of life I'm in, what I've been Going through the last time since we last um, spoke with each other, yeah, how I improved the situation I was going through. I just can't wait to tell him all these things. Me, 
it's good to have someone to talk to and someone uh, to to release to, and they can put pour back into you. It's almost like pouring out a cup and filling that cup back in. Right. You know, it, it's it's amazing. So I can't wait to see him in a couple of weeks, and we're gonna chat it up for about an hour. <laughs> Maybe grab some tea or coffee and yeah. just have a good time. Yeah, it's Amen. so important. That's so <laughs> awesome. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, and when with Bob and I, and um, and when we were married, Bob was a radio DJ for Southern Gospel Music uh, program uh, once a week, and he loved doing it. And um, and there was the one of the men uh, there. We got to know this old, older couple, and they became friends of Bob and I, and then our children. And they were always, uh, we were always often frequently together seeing each other. And uh, they were very strong in the Lord. When I was sitting here uh, listening to you all talk, his name came up in my mind instantly. And I remembered that uh, Fred was actually a mentor to Bob. And and through the separation and divorce that we went through, as you all know about, um, Fred came up and, and leaned and offered and uh, prayed for Bob, uh, talked to Bob, um, was saying, I'm available, whatever you want, let's communicate. And, uh, and, and he was there for him. Uh, whether Bob wanted him all the time or he may have said no or later or whatever, Fred never gave up on Bob. And that was the point, because when Bob started suddenly coming home and ready to, we got remarried in, in the same day that we met, when he repented and God spoke to him, um, Fred and Dolly were right there, you know, praising the Lord. Because um, So there are so many different ways that we can have different people come into our lives. And what you said is the importance of like the mentor dad had in that season is that even when he had walked away from his friends, his family, his church, and tried to build another life, this mentor was still trying to knock down that wall and stay in contact with him. Correct. That was it. He did not judge him. He kept knocking on the door and communicating with him where he was at. And that's what we want you and for you to pray for. You have the Lord will bring in mentors to you and to your spouse that will keep knocking on the door and helping you in the various stages of life that we're going to be going through. Right. And that's why what we're talking about today is looking at the whole picture. You know, when you're like we talked about, when your children are young. It's important for them to have men or women in their life that can help fill a role that maybe a parent is not filling by their absence. Mm-hmm. And then the importance, as we've pointed out already, is as they get older, um, it doesn't just stop. It's still so important to have those people. We talked about how to find a mentor, and we all agree that probably going to your church is the best way mm-hmm. because they can vet the person, meaning that mm-hmm. that your church knows the um knows people well. And so you want to make sure that you're picking a mentor that is somebody that who's truly following the Lord. Mm-hmm, that's important. <laughs> yes. And not just um, someone who looks shiny on the outside, but in their heart, they don't have the right heart and they're not doing the right things. But I would also add to that, that your mentor should be somebody of the same sex. Yeah, that's definitely important. Because yes. 
you don't want to leave any room for temptation, any right. room for the enemy to come in. You don't want those mentor sessions to turn into anything else that can hinder you or that person as a mentor to ruin both of your lives. Right. So I think having the same sex, preferably someone more experienced than you in life, yeah. you know, I think that'll be definitely, it don't have to be necessarily a huge age gap. Right. But if you're in high school, I would suggest someone in college or older. Mm-hmm. If you're in college, have someone that started a career. Mm-hmm. In my case, I'm in my career. I have someone that's an elder in a church. Mm-hmm. You understand? So I believe you want to get someone with this that experience in stages of life that can pour into you. Amen. So I definitely, but to go back to what you said, I think it's very important to keep the same sex, you know, preferably someone that's married, someone yeah. with a spouse, you know. And Absolutely. you know both them and their spouse. Right. So I think that'll be great as well. Yeah. You, as you know, you're about us talk about beware of the enemy's temptations, tricks from the enemy. And that would be one of the things that the enemy could try to trick you and and blocking it or stopping it or ruining it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I I would just um encourage you that it can feel discouraging when you're going through separation or divorce to be in a position where you are missing that other parent in the house um, and think there's no hope, like there's no hope for my child, there's no, they're not going to grow up to know how to be the man of the house because that example has left, or my daughter's not going to know what a godly woman looks like because my wife has walked away from our family and we haven't heard from her in years. But there is always hope. Um, I think O'Dane is a great example, and that's why we asked him to be here today, of a person that grew up in a different um, upbringing you know, than what his mom may have desired or what he may have desired. But now um, you've had so many men step in and be that example. And in Ephesians 6, um, verses 2 and 3, it says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and you may enjoy long life on earth. And Odane, I know that even though you have had other men that have stepped in at various times in your life and been like that masculine example for you, I know that you still honor your father, even though he wasn't there through those stages at sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Um, I went to visit with my wife a few weeks ago to go visit my dad because he was going through some medical issues. And I took him out to dinner and we went for a walk on on the beach with just him and my wife and me. And it was great. Like I have no ill will towards him. You know, I'm a believer in Christ. I don't hold grudges mm-hmm. because I forgive because I want God to forgive me. So I held no grudges with my dad. We talk on a day-to-day basis. We share the same interests in sports. We both love soccer. So every time our team play, we call each other and talk about it. So, you know, those experiences and those guys in my life, those mentors I had in my life, definitely also prepared me for when the time come for me to be back in my father's life, how to learn forgiveness. That's mm-hmm. a very important thing as well. You know, I mean, that's something for the for the future and another topic, obviously. But it's okay to forgive that person and, and, and build that relationship again. So it, was re- it was really, it was really good to spend time with my dad. And really your good. mentors haven't taken his place no. in your life. Can no one really ever take my dad's place? But it's good to right. have that filler. The yeah. only person that came close to taking that place was the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Lord filled me when I needed to be filled. I got to the point where I know I needed scripture in my life, and I wrote the scriptures down for what I was going through. And I would say those scriptures every day. I would mm-hmm. wake up in the morning, brush my teeth, saying scripture. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was. It was awesome. But yeah, to go back to your question, it's definitely, it's definitely no ill will between me and my dad. I love my dad. Yeah. You know, he's still here. Thank, thank, thank the Lord he's still here. Yeah. And we still talk and we have 
not the best of relationship, but I love him and he loves me. And that's everything else can be fixed from that from that point. And we're praying for his yeah. salvation. I'm praying very hard <laughs> for his salvation. Yep. You know, he doesn't know the Lord. He knows who the Lord is, but he's just not willing to to serve him to yet. Surrender. But I believe yeah. that God has a plan. I'm not, I'm not trying to be God. I just want to be an example of God to him. Yes. And continue loving him. Continue being an example. When I go see him and his side of the family, just try to be the best example I can be for them. Mm-hmm. You know, as 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 Christ on earth to them. Mm-hmm. And that, that's so important because you're not looking for a replacement parent. That's not what the role of a mentor or somebody in your child's life is or your teen's life or your life. It's not for a fill-in parent. It's just a person that can step into a role that may not be being filled right now mm-hmm. um, with godly wisdom and you know, that's so scriptural and um, just helping with discipleship. So I think that's awesome. And I think that'll be a blessing, you know, when your dad gets saved one day that he'll be he'll understand fully what role these other men have played in your life mm-hmm. and have how they have helped you and for generations to come because you're a new generation That's you know right. you're you're a man now in in your family that is serving the lord and now you're going to raise your kids in a different way you know in in a different pattern and so the change the mentors have helped make in your life are helping you now for the generations that are coming. Absolutely, and I pray that I can continue being a mentor to if a young, a younger, a younger gentleman sees me as an example and say, "Hey, would you be willing to be my mentor?" That's a great honor. I'm, I look for those moments. Yeah, because I'm not necessarily saying I have to spend every single waking moment of my being with them. Mm-hmm. Just set a time where you guys can go out, even as for thirty minutes, stint right. and getting coffee. Just being willing to help someone else out is, yeah. is, is amazing. It's so I look forward. I look forward to those moments. And yeah, having having one of those in my life mentor was very important. So I know, I know the, the strength of it. I know the benefit of it, and I would love to give that back to someone. That's great, man. The day and they sowed into your life, mm-hmm. and you reaped it. And now you're wanting to sow into somebody else's life exactly. and be able to have them reap all what you've been blessed with. And that is so important for every part of our life to do that. Well, all the time we've been speaking today, I have thought that you, there's so many of you that could be mentors to other people right now at your stage. You have grown so much spiritually and you can encourage people even even that ones that are maybe having marriage problems, you can uh, encourage them to start praying for their marriage and so many other things. So I think this is going to be for everybody, and I want you to consider and ask the Lord, how can you become a mentor to someone else also, in now or in the future? Well, Odane, thank you for joining us. I think this was a great discussion. Um, I hope that it will give you things to think about as you're maybe looking for a mentor for yourself, um, looking for somebody that can be that for your children if you have them. And um, we want to help pray for you. So if you do have a prayer request um, regarding this, if you would like us to help pray for you um, as you look for a mentor, you can go to our website at rejoiceministries.org and just click on the Contact Us form and we can, um, we would love to come alongside and pray for you and pray for your children. Um, but I hope today's conversation encouraged you that even if you're in a situation where you do not have 
your spouse at home, that you feel encouraged to know that there is hope for your child. There's people you can bring into your life that can be godly influences and that you can see God doing a work in your children through what you're teaching them and through the things that these mentors can help teach them as well. And I pray that this will also have you do a self-examination, that are you in church enough? Are you going to church? Are you having the children in, of all ages um, involved in just, um, youth group and, and or whatever events that they have at church, that you will get them involved to meet other people, other men and women, to uh, to sow into their lives and not just have them to be with you and uh, your family, friends. We want them to get a spiritual um, sowing in. So that I challenge you to get involved in your church and and get to people to sow into your you and into your children. The children are the victims of the divorce, as far as I'm concerned, and the ones that have to handle uh, two separate families. So may you and I pray for all of the children that are facing this, but may you also get people to sow into your children uh, of all ages, and you will be blessed. Thank you guys for having me here. This is my first podcast, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Well, we're glad you did it. God bless you all. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.